The reason that coaching felt so natural to me is because I have had a life full of trauma and therapy. (laughs) So it felt very much like home, like, oh, there's nothing anyone could tell me that is going to like shock me or that I'm going to feel like I can't hold space for. That was kind of my first aha as a coach. Hi, welcome to the Connect with Sheila Batello podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, self-care strategist, and creator of the Seasons Self-Care app. I'm committed to helping you reconnect to your purpose, elevate your well-being, and build your version of a happy, successful life. It's interview day here on the podcast, and I am thrilled to have with me today, Melissa Keenan. Melissa is an intimacy coach who loves to see women getting all lit up and empowered. She loves to talk to them about sex breakthroughs, when they see their husbands up level just because they're up leveling, and seeing women really claim the truth of who they are, not the small, overworked, stressed out version of themselves. And so I'm so grateful that Melissa is here. She has many accolades. She is an intimacy expert, keynote speaker, an international and USA Today bestselling author and intimacy confidant is what you go by. And I love it so much. Melissa, thank you so much for being here. I've been looking forward to this conversation for some time and I'm glad we were able to make it happen. Me too. Thank you so much. So I would love for you to share your journey into this work. Where were you before this became your life's work and what led you to be doing this, which is what I really believe is very important work in the world. So I was a stay-at-home mom for nine years before I became a business owner and knew nothing about running business at all, but found the concept of coaching like fit like a glove actually. Um, so I've spent a lot of time in training about running business and, um, you know, because that part was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, but the reason that, um, coaching felt so natural to me is because I have had a life full of trauma and therapy, (laughs) it felt very much like home, like, oh, there's nothing anyone could tell me that is going to like shock me or that I'm going to feel like I can't hold space for. That was kind of my first aha as a coach. Um, my, uh, my upbringing was full of trauma and difficulty. And, and I would say probably for the first 27 years or so of my life, I didn't really experience very many moments of intimacy, like true closeness and connection, um, fleeting, you know, like the, our wedding night or the birth of my first child or, you know, some of those fleeting moments. But, um, by and large, I didn't really know what that deep closeness and connection felt like or that it was even possible on the planet. I just lived my life with this deep emptiness and longing. I'm not sure what it was about. Um, 
So, so ultimately, as I, you know, moved through so many of those pieces and, you know, as life does, it gives you these like perfect lessons that feel like death, but actually are there to teach you, (laughs) you know, the exact thing that you need. Um, My husband came to me five years into our marriage after the birth of our third child and let me know that he had had a secret addiction, our whole marriage that I literally knew nothing about. Um, she was two months old when I asked him to move out and we were separated for six months. And, um, that really was the blow up point for me where I realized what I'm doing up to this point is not working for me. What he's doing is not working for him either, but also what I'm doing is not working for me. I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to experience that because now I have three tiny little ones looking up at me like for answers and I don't have answers. And so it set me on this path that I never could have imagined, you know, that was 2013. So it's been 10 years ago that I would be sitting here today, you know, helping women, helping couples, never could I have imagined. So I felt so lost and desolate in that way. My goodness. You know, I just, I just put my hand to my heart when you said that, because, you know, 2013 was a really pivotal year for me as well. Um, And listeners of this podcast will know I literally just last week had an episode. It was a decade since my sister passed. And like you say, that dark time. And yet my work was birthed out of that. And it sounds like your work was birthed out of this deep pit of difficulty and challenge and emotion. So I would love to know, what did you do next? Like what was... How did you how did you cope through that time? What was your lifeline and what pulled you through uh to the other side? Mm. Gosh, what was my lifeline? Um prayer and my faith was massive um getting me through that. I remember um probably feeling probably the night I felt the worst in my whole life. I had put all the kids to bed. And um, was so exhausted. I mean, my kids were young, four, two, and two months old, all in diapers, still in some capacity, put them all to bed. My husband's not living in the home. And I literally was like so exhausted, but like so restless and torn up about everything that was happening that I couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. And I went into the bathroom and decided like on a whim, a Britney Spears moment to chop all my hair off. And I, uh, it was long. If you're watching, it was like as long as it is now, you know, way past my shoulders. And I just chopped it so short. And um, afterwards, I climbed into the shower and got down on my knees and just sobbed and prayed. And it was like, I felt like God said, finally, now I can show you who you really are. And it was like, what? (laughs) You know, (laughs) it was my moment of despair. And really, it's like, I mean, I think that I always had faith before that, but it became so real in that moment um, that there there was something bigger working beyond me. Mm. And so, you know, in conjunction with that was that decision of like, I'm going to find happiness, whatever it takes. And um, I got really brave and I started looking at um, someone introduced me to the concept of masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. 
And I started looking at how much of my life I had lived in masculine energy. Just, I was in so much survival. Um, I was so, you know, starved for this closeness and connection and yet doing everything possible to push it away at every turn. And I just really started to look at like, what were the ways in my life that I was making myself miserable or what were the, you know, um, beliefs and things that had happened to me that I was still co-creating with believing that that was who I was. Mm. Um, and, and particularly I was such a perfectionist. So there was so much of this, like just letting stuff crumble. Like it really felt like I just had to let things like dissolve and fall apart and break and crumble. And I would look at my kids and think I am failing them. And then you know, I'd have friends remind me like, okay, well, are they fed? And do they seem like, you know, they're absolutely miserable, like as they're running around, like, you know, climbing on stuff and playing and laughing. And and it was like, no, like, I guess it's all different than I thought it had to be. So slowly, one step at a time. And even, you know, when my husband moved back in, we both kind of made that decision on an impulse like I started to see some repentant, I guess, attitude in him and, and a different like leaf. And I, and I was like, yes, like move back in. This is right. Or whatever. But it was another two and a half years of both of us, like working really hard on ourselves and on our marriage before we felt like we could finally say, I think that this is our landing place. I think this marriage is going to work. Um, but what we would do is I just was working on me. He was working on him. And then we would try to come back together and then we would crash. And then slowly over time, those crashes like got farther and farther apart from each other until we really realized, wait, like we were doing this. And that's, I remember so specifically, we just moved into a new house together and he was just getting ready for work. And it was a totally normal day. And I'm sitting on the bed watching him, you know, uh, rush around. And I just was moved to tears and said, we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, I never knew connection could feel like this. This is what we have. And I didn't even know this existed. That's when I really knew I have to help other women know that this exists because I didn't know. (laughs) I think that is so key. How beautiful. You said a few things. Well, so many that stood out to me. One was the co-creative process. Mm-hmm. that, you know, it wasn't, you weren't in a vacuum, like you were really co-creating this. And then, you know, with your, with your husband as well. And then also that piece about both of you working on yourself independently, not trying to fix each other, but focusing yeah. on repairing yourselves so that the entity of you together was coming from a whole place and where yeah. like, that's where the beauty lies. I love that you were able to actually, there's a moment in time that you can pinpoint when you re- have that realization, because I f- believe those milestones in our life are things that we can look back to when times get tough again, when we are stretched, pushed to the edge and yeah. we're faced with that decision, we can go back and we can make the wrong choice again, or the, yeah. the maybe less healthy choice, right? What is right or wrong, but you can make the less healthy choice for your relationship or for yourself. And then you look at that milestone and it reminds you, wait a second, we came far. What do we yeah. really want? And so that's incredible. And so from there, where did you find yourself heading then? Like you decided you wanted to um, 
share this work with other people and help other people usher into the healing. So what was your next step? Like, was, did it happen quickly? Was it a really slow process? I'd love to know. Um, it was, it was quick in hindsight, slow in the moment. <laughs> I didn't right. even know that coaching, life coaching or anything like that was a thing. So mm. I think like my first inclination was like, maybe I need to go back to school and become a therapist. I have a bachelor degree, but it was like, maybe I need to go back and, and get um, more schooling and become a therapist or something. Or maybe it's like public speaking or something. And, but I, um, you know, we had made a solid decision as a family that I would be a stay at home mom, um, as long as we like stayed together, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so it was like, I don't know what that looks like, but I knew I had already set in place this priority that my kids were never going to feel second to a career in my life. And so, it was like, I don't know what that looks like. And kind of just like, okay, show me. And we had this blissful um, summer, um, you know, after that realization where I, I felt like, wow, this is really what feminine energy is. Cause I didn't have any commitments except for my children. I was just so present. I feel like the whole summer I just sat in the backyard and drank lemonade. Right. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, this is the epitome of feminine energy. So, but then all these opportunities arrive and I learned about coaching. I find this beautiful coaching modality and I'm like, I want to do all these things. Right. And now I'm like, Oh, now I got to learn how to run a business. And for years I spent all this time trying to feel like, okay, I'm going to get back to that feeling that one summer when when feminine energy looked like I didn't have to do anything. Like that's what it was supposed to look like and feel like, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole nother beast, like learning how to embody that feminine energy, even in the face of a fast paced growing business. Mm. So yes, but, um, but yeah, ultimately, you know, coaching kind of fell into my lap. And, and as I dove into it, I was like, this is what I meant to do. And, you know, found a program that um, also trained me in like how to even like enroll people into a program or how to run a program or any of that sort of thing and got going that way. And initially I didn't know, um, I didn't know that my work would only be about intimacy. I knew it was about like your fullest self-expression because I had really experienced that. Like I felt like I was expressing myself so true um, that, you know, vulnerability was a big part of that. And um, being seen was a big part of that. And uh, so my first course was called Unleash Your Heart, Step Out of Hiding which I now have, like, you can purchase that. It's an automated um, course, like do at your own pace. But that was my first ever course. And it really was just me taking them through the very things that helped unlock my own heart for me to step out of hiding for myself. But the more that I coached, the more I started to see patterns among business women. I started to recognize women who were in leadership roles or consider themselves leaders of any type were the ones who really still were struggling in this masculine, feminine energy harmony dynamic. And that's when I started uh, working with business women leaders and honing and refining a bit more down to intimacy itself. You know, it's incredible when you talk about this whole process because, and the idea of feminine and masculine, right? And and we can get it really confused because it's not been modeled really well in our current society. We really need to go back like many, many, like we got to go back a couple centuries to really find out what is feminine energy, like really prior to the the time in um, our culture where things were really... um, 
when they the, they were more uh, divinely kind of orchestrated in the feminine culture. This is something that just really, really, I'm starting to steep in more and more myself. And with that in mind, you see that like each and every one of us is a combination of both feminine and masculine energy. That goes without saying when you look at just scientifically and like just like, you know, biologically how we were structured and how every human was within a female body. So like, of course, we're all going to have a bit of both in terms of even just from a hormonal standpoint, but we all have those types of archetypes within us as well in terms of the the different ways we show up in the world, the work that we do, the parts of our behavior and personality. And we need like that masculine structure to hold the feminine design and creativity that interplays. Like they really interplay beautifully. The challenge has been that for so long, our culture has been weighted in the wrong way, like more so masculine energy. And so even women find themselves, like you were saying, steeped in that kind of like, let's go kind of energy. And the stress response is high because we're trying to achieve, 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 achieve. And there's there's all this leaning in and not enough leaning back. And so it's beautiful how you describe that. And so as you got moving in this direction, all these opportunities came. How did you decide how you were going to proceed? And then I have a few questions for you about how, you know, like the things that you've uncovered, maybe some high points of what you've uncovered in terms of intimacy in different parts of our life. But what what was that next step? How did you discern? I'm having a feeling some prayer was part of this, but what was your next step? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I ran a group program for a year, which was a crazy way to start a coaching um, career. <laughs> running anyone who's listening who is a service provider knows that running groups is way more challenging than working with people one at a time. Um, but that was the program that I was a part of was you ran a group. And so I ran a group and it was like learning by fire. Um and uh, I really feel like um, it came based on intuition. And I began to learn through my journey, like I had chosen so much suffering throughout my life. Um, I didn't realize, you know, initially I wasn't choosing suffering. Suffering was choosing me. But then over time, that became so familiar that I was choosing it. Like choosing to suffer about everything, to just be overstressed, overworried, over-controlling, over-high pressure, like all of that. And I, I started to recognize in my business that it was more about choosing what felt good to me. Mm-hmm. And, and so as I leaned into that, as I worked with various different clients and things and leaned into like, where does my soul get so excited? It's like, that's when I started to recognize, you know, like, oh my gosh, when she gets on a call and she's like, oh my gosh, I think we just had the best sex of our lives. I was like, oh, I just get so giddy. Like it's so (laughs) fun for me. Um, Or when, you know, she would talk about like, I, I could never express emotion to him. I could never. And the next thing you know, she's like, I cried in his lap for an hour and all he did was hold me like it was so tender. It was so precious. It was like nothing we've ever experienced. I was like, I love this. I love this. 
Um, and in conjunction too, a lot of my work is very spiritual. Uh, I, to me, intimacy is like, it's magic, right? Like you can't see it. You, it's hard to describe when it's present and when it's not present, it's like magic. And so for me, the energetic realm or spirit realm, whatever you want to call it is very much involved in how we experience intimacy. So when a woman would come to me and be like, you know, in tears because she had had a vision or she had had a spiritual experience, like some way that something she felt stuck in her heart was opened up to her spiritual gifts were unlocked to give her insight. Like, I'm like, that's everything. Cause at the end of the day, I don't believe in coaching people based on patterns that have given the general public success. I believe in, you know, sure. Learn from patterns, but then go in and find from your own intuition and the co-creation with your partner, what is that next best step? And that goes for whether you're running a business or whether you're talking about how to deepen intimacy in your partnership or how to handle that next problem that your kid, you know, showed up with or whatever. It's just about finding those answers within. So that's what it's all about to me. Like if she can deepen her intuition, her connection with herself in that way, and then she's now experiencing like deeper connection and intimacy and reclaiming like excitement around and enthusiasm around her sensuality is everything. I just get so excited about it. It really is. And you know, this really speaks to those three areas um, that we were talking about pre- prior to us hitting record about like the, the timing in our life where intimacy with our partner can really be depleted. Mm-hmm. And I think you just hit it right there. Like whether it's after having children, whether it's after you launch a business and you're so in it that it's hard to turn off your mind or whether you've just been married for many years or in a partnership with for many years and, and to kind of get that fire back, it all comes back to us individually tapping in and healing that inner part of ourself and, and like focusing on, you know, improving the feminine, like, you know, putting putting pleasure first and like really honing in on it. And I think the work that you're doing with women, it's world changing because just like when women have buying power and when women, which they do, um, whether or not it may be directly or indirectly, when women have something they find that is working well, they want to share it. And when they're well-resourced, they're going to want to share more. And they're going to want to tap into their own gifts more. And that just, it, it starts this beautiful upward spiral of people going for more because they have permission to, but from watching, they're witnessing it in others. And I love to see this happening, but it all does start from like us claiming that for ourselves. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that from a really practical experience that you had, like an actual story of going from one very different marriage to another and how it it was like your individual journeys. And so, you know, really thank God that both of you were on board for this. Yes. Um, Because that's like, that is what obviously needs to happen, right? It needs to be both of you. Um, And I think also what a wonderful way for you to be witnessing for your, having your children witness and you modeling for them what this can look like in their own lives. this is so wonderful. I've so enjoyed this conversation. I feel like, you know, I have a feeling we're going to be talking again at some point. I really do. Um, maybe having you back. I know this is a shorter episode, but I would love for you to share with me 
What are some of the ways that you're working with people right now? Where can people go find you? Where can they get your book? All of those good things. Yes, absolutely. So I have a free intimacy guide on my website at www.melissacanyon.com. And that's a beautiful, like, kind of um, step into yourself, into me see. Um, and it, and it sort of breaks down some of the principles of intimacy and is a beautiful tool, whether you're like dealing with a problem around your relationship or a problem around anything in your life. It really does begin to create that, um, connection with yourself first. Uh, so I highly recommend, you know, go and grab that. And I also run a free Facebook group, Women Manifesting Intimacy. So you can go search that up on Facebook. Right now, my two favorite ways to work with people are we we work with couples and um my, I, I'll do the coaching work and then my husband and I will also bring them to Lake Tahoe in uh, California, Nevada and take them on a little personalized retreat that's geared towards exactly what they're working on. So it's all very bespoke and personalized. Um, and then I also run a women's hybrid mastermind and coaching program. That's a year long program that weaves in all these things around feminine energy and divine feminine intimacy, sensuality, all of that. Uh, so, uh, and you know, you can always see that information on the website. Oh, so fantastic. Well, I'm going to be linking all of this in the show notes for people to go check out. And I am just so excited for the work that you're doing. Cause I, again, I really believe that people are living with pleasure and really tuned into who they truly are at their core. And it is like the senses are really a big part of our core being. There's so much that we can do to really light up the world and we can do it in a way that feels good. We can have success on our terms that feels good Life doesn't have to be hard. We actually can achieve good things feeling good. So I'm so grateful that you are here. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us today. Thank you so much, Sheila. Friends, if you got something valuable from this episode, which I know you did, we would love to hear what landed for you, what takeaways you have, what next steps you want to take in your own personal life relationship. Please tag us on social media because I love to share out the messages that you tag me in. And it really means the world to me that you listen. I'm so grateful for that. So make sure that you do that. And of course, remember to rate and review this show so more people can hear this message to improve their lives as well. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Big blessings. Mm-hmm.